0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 40 of the IoT for All podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, and I am joined today by my co-host and our producer, Shannon Lee. Our guest today is Bern Gross, the CTO of Software AG. He is also formerly the CEO of Cumulosity before they were bought by Software AG. He has over 25 years of international work experience working in Germany, Finland, the UK, the US, et cetera. And yes, he specializes in a variety of different areas that relate to business, uh, such as new business creation, change management, innovation management, enterprise businesses, etc. To give you some background on Software AG, for those of you who are unfamiliar, they are a global technology innovator, delivering the world's first integrated digital business platform to enable customers to transform their business and to spark innovations. Um, They have shifted their focus a bit towards IoT since the um, since the purchase of Cumulosity, but they still handle a variety of different technology um, verticals for companies. So just to give you a little context to this conversation, um, we start out kind of going through introductions, through backgrounds, um, introducing kind of what Software AG does and what Burns um, basically involvement is, kind of what role he plays um, and the direction the company is going in. And then we start talking about the uh, Industrial IoT survey that Software AG put out and released, I think it was a week or two weeks ago, uh, where they talk about different kind of uh, integration issues that are holding companies back from kind of really going down the, um, the IoT path. And there's a lot of really good information there that we jump into. I'll kind of go over some of those high-level talking points in a second. Um, but then we shift over to, if you've seen the Gartner Magic Quadrant for Industrial IoT, um, software AG was listed as a visionary, so we kind of walk through what a visionary is um, in, in that's in Gardner's sense and then kind of you know, Basically try to get a sense of what direction that they um, software AG as a company thinks the market is going in So just to recap we start out with some introductions and background We go over um, Kind of software AG as a whole discuss software AG's IOT focus and how it was developed um, We touch on how software AG's approach to IOT differs from other companies what role software AG plays in the IoT development and deployment process for its customers. We then start kind of getting more high level and trying to hypothesize what is actually holding businesses back from expanding their industrial IoT deployments. Um, and then we touch on the importance of partners. We, also, we believe partnerships in IoT are very critical to the success of IoT solutions. So we talk about the significance partners play in um, the industrial IoT space and what Software AG is doing to cultivate those partnerships. Um, we kind of start transitioning towards the end of the episode to talk about advice um, that he has for companies looking to stay competitive with digital transformation, where the IoT market actually is headed or where we think it's headed, what companies can do to prepare for the future. And then finally, what is holding businesses back from really embracing IoT and digital transformation? And then what advice does he have for companies maybe scared to take that leap? So all in all, I think it's a very good episode with somebody um, who's kind of been through many different stages of IoT deployments and kind of been involved in the space for a long time. So I really hope you get a lot of value out of it. So without further ado, hope you enjoy this episode with Bernd Gross, the CTO of Software AG. Welcome, Bernd, to the IoT for All show. How's your week going so far?
1: Well, it's quite pretty busy, but uh, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Well, good. Busy is good. Hopefully, it's a good kind of busy, and we appreciate you breaking away for a little while to talk to us and our listeners. So that's a good. But, no, no
1: uh, it's, it's a good that. way of. It's a very good way of busy. You know, in the beginning of the week, I went to Berlin. Um, you know, doing a keynote at the IoT World Conference. Um, you know, speaking about um, typical project adoptions mm-hmm. and some, uh, you know, some challenges you are having on that. On yesterday, I was in Munich. Uh, also in Germany, so I have a very German-centric week this mm-hmm. week, you know, and and was actually also speaking at the conference uh, towards uh, investors, you know, and yeah, and, uh, and today I'm back home in Düsseldorf, so where nice. I'm based lots of travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's but it's within the country so it's not too bad. It's not yeah. too bad. You know, if you you're based in uh, in the US or North America, it's uh, travel becomes other meaning then, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, many hours uh, flight often and and here it's just uh, usually an hour flight, so
0: it's quite doable, yeah. Yeah. So I wish
2: everything here was like that. The benefit of Europe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can go between countries like on a train. From here yeah. We don't
2: do that here, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not yet, at least. Well, it's funny because when um, in October we're going to um, Barcelona. Barcelona, and you know that's a eight hour plane ride, six hour time difference. You know, you're there four days, you come home, and then it's you're kind of jet lag from the time difference. It's just a whole different experience, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the most travel that that you guys go on. Are you going on business, or is it? Yeah, to trip? IoT um,
1: Solutions, Solutions World Progress. Congress. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually around the same time in uh, Barcelona, or is it October or November, to the Gartner Symposium. It's a big, uh, you know, CIO-focused uh, event from Gartner. Okay. I think 7,000 people attending. Oh, wow. It's a big event as well. Uh, yeah. But we're yeah. also at the IoT Solution World, so please, uh, you know, um, let me know when you're there. Yeah, yeah? for sure. Ping me yeah. on, so we might uh, meet face-to-face. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um, But I wanted to first, before we kind of get any questions, I wanted to introduce everybody to the the, the female voices they're hearing on the other end of this. Shannon, she's been here many times. Um, So, Bern, I think the best way to start this would be to have you just kind of briefly introduce yourself. Take us through maybe your background, kind of what led you to Software AG, um, just to give our listeners some more context.
1: Of course, yeah. So, um, actually, I'm um, in the software business since uh, more than 25 years. Um, I'm actually originally, I started as a um, um, computer science uh, engineer, uh, so I'm uh, having a master in information and t- uh, communication technology, and, and uh, you know, uh, and during the the time of my professional career, I did an MBA at London Business School um, well, while I was based in London, um, so I actually worked um, across the globe i was actually based a few years in helsinki in in finland uh, you know 5 years in london a few years in mountain view in the bay area and i had uh, various uh, you know projects and longer stays in uh, in in china and and in um, japan so kind of you know generally i'm very uh, you know perceive myself as um, you know global oriented um, IT professional with uh, really likes to um, you know learn to know new cultures, meet people, and really um, you know trying to kind to always you know question the status quo mm-hmm. and uh, you know having an international um, you know uh, you know look at things with uh, you know different cultural uh, you know perspectives uh, really helps me a lot in my daily job.
0: That's awesome. It's probably, you know, I'm sure one of the many contributing factors that have helped Software AG kind of grow into, to where it is now. Um, Speaking of that, would you give a quick overview, just at a, you know, again, another high level kind of overview of Software AG and what you guys do and focus on? Um, I'm sure many listeners have obviously heard of, of the company, but um, love to hear in your own words kind of what you guys are doing.
1: Yes, yes, I'm happy to do so. So, um. Um, before I do that, actually, just uh, uh, an additional note, so um, I joined Software G two and a half years ago uh, through an acquisition. Actually, Software G acquired the co- a company I co-founded with the name Cumulosity. Mm-hmm. Um, Cumulosity, um, you know, um, you know, three of my uh, uh, associates and I, so we have four founders, um, uh, founded Cumulosity in 2012, so... Uh, a few years ago, seven years ago, and um, and then we kind of started uh, with that um, IoT, uh, you know, IoT vision. Um, I guess later on we have some time to talk a bit more sure. about what what is really the the IoT, um, uh, you know, what does it really mean, at least from my point of view, and. And you know, um, you know, grow the company internationally. We want contracts all over the world, literally in Australia, in Japan, in Europe, of course, in Central Europe. And and then we joined Software AG in um, you know two and a half years ago. For the uh, you know most part of that two and a half years, I actually was responsible for scaling up the IoT business within Software AG. So I was heading the business unit IoT and Cloud. Uh, which was formed uh, because of the acquisition of Cumulocity. And since beginning of the year, I actually changed um, position. I became the CTO, so the Chief Technology Officer of Software AG Group, now overseeing the technology strategy um, uh, across the uh, entire portfolio. So, so back to your question. So what is Software AG really about? What are we doing as a company? Um, that's of course, uh, you know, we are we are actually the second biggest software company in Germany. But still, we are not very well known because of our focus area. Uh, and um, the company background is: so we are size size wise, we are about five thousand people. Uh, Revenue wise, we are about a billion uh, revenues, and we have um, a, a strong uh, focus on integration technology. So hybrid integration and, and integration as such is a very a strong portfolio element, but of course with the flavor um, of IoT, so IoT device integration, but also then IoT analytics and, and, and real-time um, streaming analytics and, and this type of stuff. So, so overall, um, what people really don't know about Software is that we are actually 50 years old company so Software G is uh, up and running for 50 years. We are, we're actually one of the first software companies um, on this planet. You know, People don't really realize that and know that. And we originally started with a database in the um, mainframe uh, with the name Adabas and Natural. And it's still actually live and, and in operation with almost 50% of the Fortune 1000 companies globally. So it's still up and running.
0: That's awesome. I didn't know uh, Software AG has been around that long. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's quite amazing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: 50 years for a software company, I really think. uh,
0: Um, So obviously, you know, coming from the startup world uh, with Cumulosity and then coming into now Software AG, um, obviously that's marrying kind of the software company with with an IoT focus. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about when or I guess at what time frame did IOT really become a focus of Software AG? And, um, you know, I guess I I read something about saying you kind of started a separate business unit, maybe it was this year dedicated to IOT and analytics. So just talking more about that focus Software AG has on IOT and kind of where that came from.
1: Yes, so... you know the, the partnership, uh, or let's say we, we started um, the, the relationship with Software AG and Cumulosity started based on an OEM partnership. So meaning that um, Software AG was actually um, a year earlier, so about three and a half years, um, four years um, ago, started to look uh, into IoT and uh, really uh, went with the with a partnership model. So the you know Software AG. Uh, uh, embedded our technology for some of the IoT projects, you know, and um, you know, as as it then happened, you know, the uh, you know the the initiative was really successful for Software G because it fit very well with the existing you know established customer base, as I mentioned, you know. of the Fortune 1000 are actually existing clients of Software AG. So we, we really managed in a very fast time to generate, um, you know, quite nice um, business for Software AG. So Software AG then, um, you know, um, came back to us um, just after a few months of, of partnership. And and actually ask if we would be you know willing to um, go the next step and really um, you know become part of the Software AG family so to speak. You know? So so to answer it, it really you know I would say the, 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 the serious focus of Software AG is uh, four four and a half years ago, so quite long time, and um, and uh, accelerated with the acquisition of Cumulosity two and a half years.
2: Okay. Would you say that your main focus at software IG in terms of IoT is in the industrial space as opposed to um, consumer or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I would, I would. Um, you know, typically, um, let's say analysts, they separate the market into three areas. So consumer IoT, enterprise IoT, and then maybe business or industrial IoT. Okay. I would say... I would say, you know, if, and, and what that really means, consumer IoT is really like uh, consumer products, you know, new offerings. Or let's say, you know, a lot of the sharing, uh, you know, like e-scooter type of sharing, car sharing and, and so on wouldn't be possible without a kind of an, a fully connected product offering, right? That's the enablement for it. And um, the… In the in, Enterprise um, IoT is is really what it means is the smart equipment makers, the OEMs who are incorporating IoT technology to extend the offering and the experience of their products. I have some examples for that later on. And the third area, exactly to your point, industrial IoT is really that what, you know, know, helping actually um, process industries or discrete uh, manufacturing uh, companies to uh, gain efficiency, uh, optimize supply chains, and 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 really uh, help them to to get uh, get faster and 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 introduce new new uh, concepts uh, uh, sooner into their production. Yeah. So that's really the, the the landscape I see. And and G strengths is is on these two areas. It's an enterprise IoT and it's an industrial IoT. And um, with industrial IT, we have, especially in Central Europe, as you can imagine, it's very um, industrialized industries in in Central Europe. We have, uh, you know, I would say one of the leadership positions, if not the leadership uh, position in that segment.
0: That's awesome. Um, So I guess from the approach you guys take when it comes to building IoT solutions, kind of getting into the IoT space, how does your approach differ from that of other companies of your size that you've interacted with?
1: well um you know what well, i think the the that's a very good question because it becomes more and more difficult to really differentiate as you can imagine the market is fast uh you know um let's say uh, uh, we started really with an early early market i remember when we started to look into iot was already in 2010 so almost nine nine years ago uh, and um, and for what happened since that is really quite amazing uh, and um, but of course, the, the more mature the market becomes, the more um, the more settled becoming are, are the market players or the, the value chains, right? So, and the the product category which we uh, mainly focus on, um, um, you know, the two product categories for very important for our IoT um, initiative is the integration, the hybrid integration. Uh, um, and the IoT platform in terms of um, real-time uh, operationalizing of um, analytics or data insights. Yeah? Uh, so the the IoT, so the, the the integration platform and IoT platform for us, they are pre-integrated. So often we we also actually positioning them as a single single platform play. Yeah? And um, when it comes now to engagement with clients, what we we have um, well, over the years, really in an established uh, process, that's, you know, some people even say it's maybe over-engineered, yeah? So I'm also always, you know, trying to to question myself, are we doing it in the right way or not? Uh, but I I, I uh, but I kind of feel it, it works, you know? And and the, the project really, you know, uh, looks into um, engagement with client who first want to really understand what can I really do with that technology and how can I you know, either, you know, uh, optimize my cost or introduce a new um, uh, revenue stream or new business model or new offering. And what we typically, you know, then recommend is, um, is, a, is a project adaption to IoT which starts really with a more consultative oriented engagement. Even so, we are a product company, right? So we are not a solution provider as such. We are enabling solutions. So we, we see ourselves as a product company. So we have a very strong partner network for the go to market. However, when we have a direct engagement with clients, we typically start with an, you know, kind of a design thinking workshop and, and helping to identify single applications single uh, overcoming a single standalone problem because with that we kind of create um, a focused initiative as an entry point which is not too complex it, you know you need to start walking before you really can before you can run and, and we, we, we we really try to get the customers and clients and partners back from machine learning and AI initiatives and telling them, listen, first, before you do that, you have to be able to stabilize your new data sources, and new technology. And once you become an expert on that, not typically takes takes six months or so, then you can go the next step. So so first step for us is really application-driven, a siloed, a single problem, which you solve with the technology. And then we go to the next step. Once you, you manage that and you have that, in place and the, the client and the partner feels comfortable we're going to what we call an integration uh, driven initiative because a lot of customers looking also and partners looking to to operational excellence they want to generate cost savings right so and 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 that means then in in a serious way you have to adapt your existing processes so and therefore in order to do that you need to integrate into existing IT tools like an ERP tool. So the device IoT data needs to be somehow linked to to exist to uh, towards the existing IT environment, which you then redefine and, and change your processes um, uh, to to uh, gain efficiencies. And yeah, and the, and the last one is, you know, so so first was the application focus, then it's the integration, it's the second one, the last one really, which is a very exciting step in our uh, adoption uh, adoption concept is the innovation uh, uh, focus, which means really then looking into new business models, you know, from, for example, CapEx to OPEX or, you know, event-based pricing models or, Consumption usage-based models, which our customers then offer to their customers, right? And uh, or designing new products, you know, completely new experiences with the IoT technology. On, mm-hmm. And then a lot of, um, you know, what's currently obviously um, very, very focused of uh, for many clients is a machine learning and um, uh, initiatives. Yeah. So these are the really three steps we typically recommend to, to um, to apply in order to uh, make uh, IoT projects successful.
2: So, you know, you, you describe yourself as a product company and then you speak about integrations and applications and those sorts of things. What role does software AG play in the IoT solution development and deployment for your customers?
1: Yeah, we are, um, so to speak, the, the, the engine uh, behind the, um, the final solution or often, if you put it in this way. You know, we have a, a technology um, which is really a, a microservice enabled. So it's a Kubernetes in the cloud as well as on edge. It's the same, by the way, the same, uh, uh, software, same platform software. And um, that kind of en- enables our clients to run analytics either in the cloud or on edge or on both sides in a very seamless way. So it's one of our USPs in the market that we can really offer the same capabilities on edge as well as in the cloud. And um, typically clients taking this software suite and using, um, you know, creating their own microservices or applications on our container technology uh, to, uh, you know, uh, run uh, efficiencies and so on. So basically our role is really 80% of the software stack is out of the box, immediately available and ready. And uh, the final one, the final 20% is something Either they configure with some of our tools we have on top of our platform. Uh, we have also, you know, analytics tools and you know, dashboarding tools and and streaming uh, um, uh, uh, UI animated uh, streaming analytics. So you can define, uh, in a sense, your your analytics uh, immediately. Yeah. So they're using our, our tools, or then some of them, uh, some of our clients just develop own applications on top. Yeah. And uh, you know. But if you're a machinery company, or let me take an example from a wind turbine manufacturer, uh, Nordex. <clears throat> it's one of the largest wind turbine manufacturers. And, you know, they have deployed this architecture, Edge and Cloud, globally. And they actually um, they have installed about 7,000 wind turbines globally, which equals roughly 30, so three zero thirty coal-fired power plant. So it's a massive, it's really a massive uh, energy production. And they're running basically all the analytics locally on-prem, on our edge, but they have developed their own SCADA uh, application for that. And the, the, the analytics in the cloud, you know, benchmarking, for example, energy productions of different wind turbines, different locations, and, and so on. And, um, you know, and that's really what, what what the, what the power of our technology really adds is that we have that very open architecture which enables our clients to, in a very fast way, to deploy their IoT projects. It's
0: great. I wanted to kind of shift gears just slightly and talk about the um, industrial IoT survey that came out, I think it was last week. Um, there are a few points in there I wanted to kind of bring up and see what you think about and maybe expand on. One mm-hmm. of them talked about how integration issues are holding manufacturers back from really expanding revenue um, through industrial IoT initiatives. Um, so the idea here was kind of really d- underscoring the important role solution providers play in the IoT ecosystem. And they gave four reasons. One was diversity of product. The other was diversity of protocols, diversity of environments, and d- diversity of connections. And I think it's obviously people who have been in this space understand kind of what that means, um, the diversity of all these different types of areas does make it very complicated and difficult for um, IoT solutions to kind of get off the ground. But can you expand on either, on any of these reasons or maybe just explain in your own words what you think is truly holding businesses back from um, expanding their industrial IoT deployments in general?
1: Well, I think the um, the observation um, is quite quite well I guess... Um, you know that that's why. Uh, I, I, first of all, it's important to to look into the use case and the company who's applying IoT. So if I'm a machine manufacturer, for example, some of our clients, Dürr, they are actually producing uh, paint shop robots. They're one of the market leaders globally uh, with a paint shop uh, robots. So um, you know. Uh, I think more, if I remember right, uh, 50% of the uh, automobiles or of the cars on this planet are actually painted by their robots. So they're really big in that business. And, you know, they have different challenges than, uh, uh, you know, um, than an operator of a factory, a plant, um, like in a a process manufacturing industry or in the discrete manufacturing industry. And, um, you know, the problems you indicate um, they usually apply, unfortunately, much stronger towards an, um, a factory environment or an industrial manufacturing environment where you have a multi-vendor systems on the ground, on the shop floor with many different protocols and many different, um, you know, uh, capabilities. And in that situation. What you want as a, it doesn't help you if you have a single predictive maintenance of one single machine in an assembly line. It doesn't really add value. What you need is you need actually the whole system fully digitalized and, and, and run, for example, predictive analytics uh, for the whole assembly line. So, because that's what you are caring. You, you, you care for the whole production and not just for a single machine. So, that's why the protocols, the, 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 the different um, uh, capabilities of the things and machines on the ground, the different automation technologies used there, with you know PLCs coming from many different vendors, closed, not open, um, so it's really a challenge for many um, you know uh, companies in that environment. Whereas uh, the example earlier, like with Duo and the, and the paint shops, we are running various projects with them where they're using our Edge um, uh, with their paint shop uh, robots and and doing predictive um, predictive quality uh, initiatives so that uh, that really saves enormous amount of time and, and money for the uh, OEM um, for the OEMs and and that's quite straightforward to deploy because you have a, a full sort of assembly line uh, like a paint shop from one vendor and you have one protocol and then you onboard that protocol and you immediately can uh, generate um, a high uh, value for the operator of these environments.
2: Great. Um, So another part that was really important that I found in the survey that came out last week was talking about the role partners play. And in IoT, you have hardware, you have connectivity, you have your software, etc. And it's a very partner-centric industry. How do you view the significance of partnerships in the IoT industry? And what is Software AG doing to really cultivate these relationships with their partners
1: yeah so I, I think um, you know obviously uh, it's it's very very important partnerships are uh, you know um, to an extent um, you know for, for us as software AG, uh, a key um, strategic initiative and the and, the, the and you know and it's not just core sales partnerships I think that's kind of nice thing to do but it's not what for me personally, you know, as um, uh, technology-oriented person, it's not really interesting for me, in a sense. You know, it's good for our partner, for our go-to-market teams and and so on, and I understand that there's uh, marketing partnerships, sales partnerships, and so on. But what is really important is the technology partnerships, in my point of view, where you really embed on the technology um, stack partners to create more value for the end customer. So let me give you let me give you an example of what I mean. Um, you know, when you, for example, um, I introduced the, 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 the concept of Edge and Cloud coming with the same software um, platform we deploy on the Edge and Cloud and it really helps to simplify um, the deployment of technology for our clients because they only have to develop one analytics and can deploy it uh, anywhere. Yeah. So develop once, deploy anywhere is so, uh, the concept of our platform technology. And you know, <clears throat> but when it comes on rolling rolling out now this technology and making it uh, you know deployable in an easy and and, and 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 effortless way, we have to have edge uh, computing partners or so hardware partners. Uh, for for example, one of our partners is Dell, yeah? and Dell selected our technology on the edge. Because, um, you know, they realize the simplicity they can offer to their customers if they embed our technology and offer it as an appliance to their Edge uh, device. So, um, in a sense, when you order a Dell Edge um, server, uh, it has actually our software um, um, uh, implemented and, uh, and, and, and available immediately. So, you switch on the Dell server, and you have actually the opportunity then to, uh, through standard uh, um, out of the box uh, capabilities to immediately actually uh, generate a data flow and push data into the cloud, analyze analyze data, but also do edge analytics um, uh, through a, a graphical user interface. So it's self-service analytics capabilities in order to add value to your operational, um, you know, whatever you have in mind to your shop floor. And that's really what is for me. And um, when I talk about partnerships, I really mean deep integrated partnerships which generate uh, um, a proposition which adds really value to the end. Yeah, I think but they
0: are. No, so that's a very good point. I think, you know, the, the emphasis on partnerships and that deep value of, of the partnership relationship is critical to the success of IoT solutions in the industry at a whole, in my opinion. Absolutely yes. Yeah.
1: Think about um, the the multi vendor situation we discussed earlier, and in your question, uh, how about you know in discrete manufacturing or process manufacturing? How how on earth will we ever be able to to generate uh, 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 the, the the true meaning of what we call here in Germany Industry four if we cannot in- generate the interoperability between all these different uh, companies and vendors? deployed in these uh, shop floors. And, that's, Absolutely. Uh, and that requires partnerships.
2: Yeah.
0: No, definitely. Um, one of the last things I wanted to bring up regarding the survey was there was a stat in there that said 80% of the surveyed companies believe that connecting processes using industrial IoT data is the new basis for competition and that many of them believe their com- competitors are already there. So in your words or your mind, I guess, what advice would you have for those companies looking to stay competitive who are maybe kind of looking at their competitors which is already fearing that they've kind of they're ahead of them in that space. What can they do um, to kind of catch up and feel comfortable with where they are?
1: Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think um, um, you know there there are two aspects. I, at least I usually look at it uh, with two uh, in two key challenges. I, I I kind of perceive with our with a lot a lot of IT projects, um, and these these two challenges um, they have to do with the. With the uh, transformational um, uh, nature of IoT projects, uh, and um, transformation means you always have to manage uh, not just the technology but also the people, right? And and I think here um, in many cases, because I, I think it's easier, it's like we think, uh, you know, deploying technology is is a main focus of many companies, and um, whereas they should actually focus on. On the people and processes much more, and and that's often uh, neglected in a sense. Um, and uh, you know, uh, and 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 in the future, going to be, um, you know, st- to to be competitive, to stay competitive in the future, it will will require much stronger focus to um, ensure that you manage your people, you know. Take them along the transformation. Show immediate value add for your internal people as well, so that they can embrace the new technology, and 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 create a new mindset for them. And and when when you look at that, that that's really you know extremely important, but often managed as a side topic in a project,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if at all. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, a lot of people focus on the technology and, and think then everything else will, will immediately happen and, and fall in places. right? And that's really a big, big challenge. So when you ask about staying competitive, that's a, a big, big uh, focus area. In in the uh, concrete um, report um, on the integration side, that's really something, you know, um, Companies have to understand uh, that they have a lot of investment and and they have a lot of established processes and business logic and now how in their enterprise IT, right? Um, But in the same way, you have that not only in the IT environment, you also have that often in the OT, so in the operational technology out there uh, in the field with your machineries or your systems like a wind turbine or in the factory. And, of course, um, you know, with the new IoT technology, the, these two areas are converting and converging, and that requires that you have a technology which helps you to horizontally integrate OT and IT, which exactly our technology is capable right. of doing, but also integrate towards the cloud. Sure. Yeah? So you need hybrid integration towards cloud because a lot of companies have cloud services, and in, in every SaaS, so to speak, you have a, a business logic as well. And you know once you, you run a business logic in a software-as-a-service concept, you also have to integrate it in the future to, uh, for example, an IoT device, a sensor or whatever. And so what you have to have is an ability to have a horizontal integration technology which ensures that you can also adapt to in the future sense, so it needs to be an open platform, and it should not be a, a project-specific developed environment, but really have a um, an, an adaptation concept where you can really deploy future integrations, which you don't know yet.
0: Yeah, that's great. I wanted to um, now that we kind of covered the survey, which was a really interesting piece you guys put out last last week. There's something that's kind of um, it's been on our radar, and I'm sure a lot of other companies' radar. They've seen the Gardner Magic Quadrant. Uh, for Industrial IoT, and you guys were listed as a visionary. Um, and just for those who have not seen it, I'm going to read quickly what um, Gardner defines a visionary as. So visionaries have a clear view of the market, market's requirements and direction. Visionaries focus on providing advanced um, in comparison to the general market and other differentiated value in targeted platform elements to meet the current and future market needs. So with that being said, I wanted to get your take on what you what your thoughts are on where the market is actually going, um, and what companies can do to kind of prepare for you know the direction that sh- um, that it's going in, or that we you know we're projecting it to go in. Okay,
1: yeah, we are actually. Um, thank you for bringing that up. So we are very um, proud, very happy um, to be um, one of the um, uh, leaders in that visionary um, um, domain. Uh, if not even the Mm -hmm. leader in that and um, and of course you know um, it's extremely important for us to get also the recognition because many of our um, you know projects um, they are um, really uh, you know uh, created also through the partner we discussed that earlier now we have um, Siemens Mindsphere as a partner but you, you typically deploy Siemens Mindsphere not Software AG, right so you know the brand Siemens Mindsphere but you don't know Software AG brand or Commodity IoT brand so much so that's why we um, we are very happy to have the recognition by, by Gartner and, um, and also by the way the critical capability uh, matrix which is also very important for us and, uh, recognizes our technology, so so both are um, yeah uh, very very good news for us, and we're very happy about that. So coming to your um, coming to your question, um, you know when, you know how I see the the IoT market developing, and um is it, is really that um, that you have to have um, a, a clear strategy on your uh, we call it um, a truly connected world so the the word truly means for us that you we have a b2b focused and that you will really be able also to utilize your enterprise it so the truly of a truly connected world is really you know uh, the 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 concept we have as a b2b player that we can also make most of out of uh, your existing investment into your it and and then helping you to to integrate to cloud and iot devices and, and data leaks so that's the, the truly connected world so what does that mean what the truly connected world means for our customers and th- their customers is that that you um maybe it's best explained with that a very famous um, tweet from Elon musk you know i don't know um if you heard about that or have you seen it and um, so a few years ago i think two years ago you know, um, Alan uh, Musk got a tweet message from a um, from a Tesla customer and he mentioned, um, listen, wha- listen, Alan, it would be very nice if if I stop and want to leave the car if you pull back the steering wheel and actually uh, pull back the seat so that I have more space to exit the car. That mm-hmm. would be convenient. C- can you offer that? So it was tweet, you know. On the very same day, same day, so not years, not months, or weeks, or months, or years, same day, there was a response, I'm not sure if it was written by, by him himself, but uh, anyway, it was a response saying, listen, that's a very good idea, and we will implement that uh, in the few next few months. Yeah. So so why, why is that an interesting um, uh, tweet? Be- because it shows the power of a connected company who thinks – in a connected way, mm-hmm. um, uh, through software and, you know, over-the-air updates and exchanging the experience all the time, almost on the fly, you know, and an agile approach, having agile. You know, this comment wouldn't be possible from a German uh, OEM or automotive or car uh, company. You know, think about BMW or Mercedes or Porsche or, or Volkswagen, Audi. They actually... Probably the tweet, the response of the tweet would be, "Hey, very good idea. Let's implement that in the next generation of our cars, which is probably happening in five years from now." Yeah? So that's the kind of the, the difference of a, of a um, you know a, a CEO who has a clear vision of a connected experience in mind, puts that into a very established industry like uh, uh, the car industry, and 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 um, and you know and and that's what you have to enable. You know that's what our mission is at Software G we want to enable these capabilities for our clients because many of our clients, they are actually established companies who do not have a, a strong software engineering background. Mm-hmm. And they need to rely on the technology so that they can innovate to differentiate, mm-hmm. but they don't need to create the whole technology end-to-end. Uh, yeah. So they, they don't need to have the full stack you know and and that's really what i believe what's going to happen in the future is that these product category what we have in our hands you know integration combining that with iot platform microservice enabled both cloud and edge that's going to be a completely new product category for the connected industries and and uh, will have a, a major impact for our partners and customers.
0: Yeah, one of the things you just mentioned I thought was really important, which is on companies understanding, especially the companies that don't have that technical in-house expertise, understanding they don't need to do everything themselves and that there are people and companies out there like Software AG, other systems integrators, other platform companies that can help them bring an IoT solution together. And when we started IoT for All, that was one of our big initiatives was helping educate people on kind of that exact point that IoT is a very you know, very confusing to some industry with a lot of different components, a lot of new technical um, uh, kind of jargon that's being thrown out there, having to understand everything from hardware to connectivity to the cloud to the user interface, like having to understand all these different kinds of technology. And that's a very daunting task because on the surface, a lot of companies understand the un- the value IoT could bring um, and the efficiencies it can, you know, work on improving the ROI it can um, that it provides. But they're scared because of all the different pieces that go into it. So I think your point about under- realizing that you don't have to do it all, you don't really have to do any of it if you don't want to, um, but still be able to receive the benefits of what an IoT solution can provide because of all the new solution providers out there. Um, it's a very critical point that I hope our listeners are really paying attention to because that's one of the biggest kind of um, roadblocks for organizations to really start going down an IoT journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. and um you know we, we see two extremes um in in that sense you know we also see these uh, make or or buy uh, right. situation i don't know if you come along that um uh, because if if you are a sizable company let's say you know 20000 people company and you are used to um you know generate a lot of the uh, value by yourself you know that that's quite often uh, especially in europe we have a um, you know, highly vertical integrated um, uh, enterprises. Uh, I think the, um, in, in the US, um, you have a more uh, uh, focused approach, and you have a stronger, um, you know, appreciation for for partnering on various layers right. of your business and value chains. And in some some cases, in in Europe, um, we, we, you know, some companies they are not really, um, uh, um, you know. Uh, fully appreciating uh, the new uh, new way of of uh, really um, uh, you know deploying new uh, technologies and they want to do it themselves you know and then they're starting you know like you're actually describing it they're starting with reinventing the wheel really from from the beginning to the end everything and uh, of course often it doesn't work out you know um, because the experience is miss is missing you have that uh, you know three tries uh uh um, uh, effect you know often the first try doesn't work the second is okay but you have performance scalability issues and then you need to search the third try you know and you're losing so much time doing that it's amazing yeah and but you still have that yeah
0: yeah so as we kind of wrap up here um kind of two last questions one is really easy and the other one is a little bit more involved. So we'll ask that one first, uh, a little high level kind of question. So um, w- so in your mind, just kind of leave our audience with something, what is holding businesses back from really embracing IOT and digital transformation? You know, what do you kind of say, or would you say to these businesses that may be hesitant to take the leap? And this kind of ties in directly to what we were just talking about.
1: Um, It's a very good question. And I you know, a few years ago, I would have told you, um, the technology capabilities were not there or whatever. But today, I'm truly convinced it's the mindset of the people. So it's really, it is more, and more complex than, uh, protocols, standards, interoperability and platforms. You know, I have to say, um, even right. so, the question is that the answer is not really helpful for us as this technology provider. And um, but that's the reality. The reality is that, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, companies which are really not jumping now onto um, an IoT uh, project and 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 and, and the, the understanding why it's strategically so important, they haven't really embraced the concept of uh, uh, what we call a truly connected world, right? And they don't really mm-hmm. think in connected product uh, concepts, and and that is. Um, Why is that the case? Because they are not fully digital or they don't really think it can apply to their business or or you know and I think that has to do with the with the mindset. How open are you with 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 looking at things? Can you abstract, you know, use cases or things you're reading to your own business and and uh, can you uh, in, in, in empower your team to to innovate? You know, and and, and that is all uh, really soft skills and, and mindsets, and and of course then the hard facts play a role as well. You know,
0: I mentioned them mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. Right. Um. I think, Shani, you have one more question kind of just to
2: wrap up here. Yeah. um, So thank you again for coming and being on our podcast. Um, Where can our audience go to learn more and connect with you if uh, you want to give your LinkedIn or um, if you just want to direct them to the Software AG website? That's fine as well.
1: Yeah, so I'm um, both, of course. You know, I would be very happy to continue the um, you know dialogue. I'm uh, very enthusiastic in what I'm doing. I can I hope that comes across. It's difficult in a pop, pop podcast recording, yeah. But uh, so if you want to connect with me, please um, you know um, ping me on on LinkedIn, for example. It's uh, burnt, It's a b e r n d dot uh, Gross G R O W S at LinkedIn dot com. And uh, alternatively, you find uh, information about our technology and products on our website. It's, um, it's softwareag.com. And yeah, looking forward to
0: staying in contact. Sounds great. We really appreciate your time. We know you're busy, um, but hopefully we'll be able to see you out in uh, Barcelona in a little over a month. Yeah. Um, trying to set something up where we can maybe grab a drink, grab something to eat, um, and say hello in person and uh, find another time for, for you to, to get back on the, the podcast. Yeah, Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks again. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you all again for listening to this episode of the IoT for All podcast. We hope you enjoyed um, kind of everything we talked about there, and we really appreciate your time uh, listening. So if you did enjoy it, please leave a rating or review on whichever platform you're listening to us on. It really helps others find it and it lets us know that you're a fan, which we get a lot of excitement in. Um, in addition to that, if you have any feedback or any thoughts on future episodes, future guests, please feel free to always reach out to us on social media or email, whatever is easiest for you. Um, and if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do so. So you'll get the latest episodes anytime they come out. But other than that, thanks again for listening. We look forward to having you listen to our future episodes coming out, hopefully once every week. Thanks again.